blessing just for us for this all our this word will go forth and prosper and where it has been sent. In uh, Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, in Matthew 28, we're going to go to the Great Commissioner, if you have it. And uh, it reads, I'm going to start at verse 16 like we normally do. It says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And they call that the Great Commission. And uh, we look over at Luke chapter 5. Sometimes going doesn't necessarily mean that you actually have to go. Because you can see where the apostles really didn't leave and really go too far. Hopefully I'm right. Luke chapter 5. And beginning at verse 30, it says, But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why? Do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. And I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And then we go to Acts chapter 16. And beginning at verse 5. Looking at the vision of Jesus, as we call it in real time. Because sometimes when somebody is teaching you, they... They give you a lesson, and then when you leave, you're like, man, how does that happen in real time? How does that, how does that happen? How does that thing play out? Because I know that most churches, they, 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 it's about building the sanctuaries, about building the congregation, the many members. And sometimes, uh, depending on where their heart is at, it's about building. It's like a business. It gets built like a business. But the Father isn't about that. He comes to seek and save that which is lost. It's not about this build and the land. I like huddles. In, in our regular livelihood, we have huddles. We have business meetings. And we have different conferences sometimes so everybody can come together and get on the same page. But in the house of the Lord, with Christ being the head of the church, um, we're always constantly getting in prayer, fasting and praying and those different things and studying the word to stay on one accord, not only with him, but with one another. Like it says, they all ate the same thing. They drank the same thing. Are we eating and drinking the same thing today? Because people are asking, Mark, what's your vision? I don't have the vision. He has the vision. I just got to walk out what he says. And each and every one of us, when we read that, we have to understand that And we're going to look at it in Acts chapter 16, how the Holy Spirit, he says, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. That's what it talks about in the book of John. It's one of the things John emphasized, how the Holy Spirit's job is to make sure that you and I stay on course. That we don't get off. Sometimes we think that when people tell you, um, when you get into the church and things like that, it's about the financial blessings that come from the church. But when we look at the head of the church, he starts to talk about how he gives each and every one of us a pound. I've given each and every one of you an opportunity. That's right. 
What are you going to do with your opportunity? The last one said, hey, I know you're an austere man. I just went ahead and hid mine. I kept it in my pocket. But the other two said, you know what, man? He changed my life. Yes. There were 10 lepers. One came back and worshipped them. The other nine, they don't know where they went. But one came back and said, he changed my life. And it's when you and I begin to think about what he has done for us. And we start saying, thank you, Heavenly Father. And, And when you look at the legion, the man that was possessed with many, he said, let me go with you. He said, no, that's not your assignment. He said, go back to your family and go back to your people. Go back to where it started from. Yes. Go back to them streets. Mm-hmm. Let them people see you. They know who you are. Everybody in our community has different names. They call us different names. Some of us create our own name and some names are given to us. Right. And there was a name probably given to that man. But when he went home and his mother opened the door, his father opened the door and saw their son clothed and in his right mind. Everybody in the community back then wanted to go and see, what is, is that so-and-so? Is that little Boosie? Is that Pooh and them? Is he out of jail? I thought he was on that door. I thought he was dead. Somebody told me he had died. My man standing there clothed in his right mind. Hey, Pop, hey, Mom, how you doing? And, you know, you don't want to let him in. But, man, can you imagine... I don't know how big their family was, but remember what in the prodigal son, he was dead, but now he's alive. Was he physically dead? Spiritually just gone. Chained him up out there someplace. Chained him up. Put him in jail. Lock him away. Put him in, put him in a mental ward. He's gone. But he's home and he's clothed. He got clothes on in his right mind. How does this thing work in real time? Because he's the Lord our God. He changes not. That's what Malachi says. He will never ever change. The mission from the beginning was to go ye therefore. And he sent Moses and he sent Aaron, his brother, with them. And they brought out a million. Not that they brought them out, but you and I still can go. Do you understand that? You ain't locked in here. This is the huddle. Some will go to be a wide receiver. Some will jump in the backfield and say, just hand me the rock. Feed me. Some are going to block. They don't get a lot of publicity, but they're holding the fort down, you know, and then he can't come through because their prayer life is so strong. They're in the word. They're praying. They're praying for Pastor Ron. Pastor Ron got a lot of stress. He needed a lot of prayer. Pastor, don't worry about it. We're praying for you. The church was praying without ceasing when Peter was locked up. It's a lot that goes on. How does this work in real time? So we look at Acts chapter 16. And beginning at verse 5, there's three things that we want to look at in Acts chapter 16 compared to you and I. We don't know when our call is going to happen. We don't know when they're going to call our number. We might, Jesus may get up to the line and lifts his leg and, you know, AJ goes in motion. And everybody's like, well, he ain't the pastor. What is he doing? AJ's in motion. He felt something in his spirit. He felt, when he did that, something inside of him and he started to go in motion. You know what I'm saying? Jesus audibles again, starts doing, next thing you know, we see Tim, you know, shift back, somebody else step forward, you know, we don't know, he lifts his leg again, Sharisha comes up over on the right hand side, the defense is like, oh, okay, 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 Jesus, Jesus is like, hey, my father's the husband, man, I'm just divine, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, Jesus gets up underneath center, he's used to staying out in the back, and he gets up underneath center, he's smiling, and he's like, you know what, I got to play for you. 
It's a play that only us in the church will know. Nobody else is going to know the play. Other people will look at us a little crazy. So in Acts chapter 16, verse 5, it says, And so were the churches established in faith and increased in number daily. So this is what we're looking at. The plays that he's about to call should cause something to happen in this little community daily. He never, ever changes. Something should be going on. Verse 6. Now, when they had gone through, and some of these names is hard for me, <laughs> Fergia, the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. What? The Holy Spirit is running the plays in and out. He says, you can't, you can't go over to Naples right now and preach. The door ain't open for that. And after they were come to uh, Isaiah, they attempted to go into Bithynia and the spirit suffered them. Now, you can't go there. They're audible now. Jesus is audible. And passing through, um, Isaiah came down to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in Macedonia, prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for us to preach the gospel unto them. How did they get there? How does the church, how do we on one accord get to this place to where the Holy Spirit starts running the show and none of us are running the show? You know, we talked about how, first of all, we got to eat the same thing. We got to drink the same thing. And we need to be in prayer. As, as, as a little small group right here, remember there's other people, he has other people all across the world. We can go through scriptures where he told Elijah, Elijah thought he was the only one. You ain't the only one. I got 7,000 jokers, man, that haven't bowed their knee. Where are they at? He's like 7,000. I ain't seen one of them. He's got many people around here that think they're the only one. We're not the only ones. He's bigger than us. The minute we think we're the only one or the buck stops with us, we are sadly mistaken. He has many people around here and all across the world that haven't bowed their knee to Baal. So we got to pray like Paul was. It's something about him and Silas and the ones that were rolling with them. They always thought about prayer. Prayer was something. When you see him have that vision in the midnight hour, they prayed. Some of them three times a day. Paul talks about praying without ceasing. It's just an attitude of prayer that the Holy Spirit built him up to. Matter of fact, when he first was converted, they took him and led him by his hand and he couldn't see. The only thing he could do was pray. I don't know what it is to be blind, but, you know, my man, he ain't have nothing to do but pray. Pop, what you going to do? Just hold on, son. I got you. I got you. So at the beginning of his ministry, all he had to do was just pray. So when we get over to verse 11, it says, Therefore, loosing from Troas and straight course came to Samothracia and the next Neapolis and then to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia. Now they made it to Macedonia. Now they made it to Macedonia, a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a river where we wanted to be, in, you know, wanted to get in prayer. That's what their thought process was. Hey, everybody wake up. We get up at 6 a.m. every day. 
hey, come on, let's go. That's how we get up. We get up, we start our day off together in prayer, hoping for an opportunity that we'd be able to tell somebody about Passover. Passover is an awesome day. Everybody came out. I don't care what's going on in their life. Just think about everybody that lived in Egypt at that time and think about the oppression and the things that they were going through as a people. But he brought everybody out and a mixed multitude. He said, bring my armies out. So they're going to go to prayer. And it says a certain woman right here going to prayer. Sometimes you think you're the only one. And sometimes when you're by yourself in prayer and there's nobody else around, you just got to hold on because he's going to send somebody. All right. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, was worshipped the father, heard. She heard. Sometimes you're at your cubicle. Sometimes you're cutting the yard. Sometimes you're in Walmart standing in the aisle. You know, people can see through the... <laughs> The aisle sometimes, and I, and I hear you praying, and I come around, and how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? I heard you praying. Where, 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 you, go, where you worship at? She heard whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of, of Paul. She heard. He said, hey, y'all, he come up out of, he's praying, and he says, I heard that we are supposed to go to Macedonia. And everybody was like, bet, let's go. This woman hears and the father opens up her heart. And that's the same thing that's going to happen here with each and every one of us. I know we're just in a huddle right now. That's all it is, is a huddle. And then we got to go back and we're going home and some of us may be going to work or some of us got to go to the store shopping. There's a lot of different things that all of us have to do. Some have to wash clothes, get ready for the week. And you're at the laundromat and you're sitting at the laundromat and you're thinking over the Sunday school lesson. You're thinking about different things. You're praying about things. And somebody says, hey, I heard you praying. And the Lord opens up their heart and you begin to share with them the Sunday school lesson. Begin to share with them the message that was uh, put forth on the day. And it says here in verse 15, something happened because like the Ethiopian eunuch, she said, what prevents me from being baptized? Right. And sometimes they're just cutting straight to the chase. They didn't have to tell you everything that was said, the scripture that was used to lead them to. They just said, you know what? They want to pass through the Red Sea just like Israel did. They were baptized into Moses. And when she was baptized and her household and her household. She besought saying, if I have uh, if you have judged me to be faithful to the most high, come into my house and abide. And she constrained us. Those are things that the Mashiach had taught. He says, you know what? Wherever I send you at, if somebody says, come on in, go on and let your peace be with them. But if they shut it, then just shake your dust off your feet and keep on moving. Don't get upset. Don't get in your feelings. I'm the run running this show. Like I told Ron the other night when he got here, the driver of the mission is a pro. The ruler's back. Like he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. It ain't on you when somebody mistreats you. It has nothing to do with you. He says, it's all about me. Don't take it personal. Amen. That's the first thing right there. When you and I are in prayer, he starts to bring people out of the woodworks that we don't see. That's right. well, how are we going to hit these streets out here? He's going to take care of everything. It's his job. He says, my job is to seek and save that which is lost. Your job is to keep my commandments, to pray and seek my face. Yes. And I'll tell you what to do. The next step is here. You know, we got to go to war. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you come out, after you go to the Red Sea, you know it's wartime. Yeah. 
I know, I know, like, that's what happened with John Mark right before this mission, right before 16, the war kicked off. And Paul said, this dude right here, <laughs> you need to send him back. Because we are, I don't know if he understands this or not, but when the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army came and the Lord fought for them. Right. And then the Lord said, you know what, I wanted to take them a different route, but they ain't ready for the war that's about to come. And he has to build you and I up. And we talk about in the Sunday school lesson, our motivation should be the love that we have for him. Yes, yes. It's not about our glory. It's not. It ain't about us. I know a lot of times in our heart, we're looking for the big payday, the big payback. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the restitutions for being locked up in Egypt. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. And the Lord is like, no, I got you on that. Mm-hmm. But remember, I called my armies out of Egypt. So I need you to be a soldier today. And a soldier is not worried about what everybody else is worried about. They ain't on TikTok. They ain't worried about Facebook. They might try to write some letters back home. That's how that's what you and the army. You gotta, hey, mail. You gotta send some stuff back home. Let everybody know you're all right. But your mind has to be focused on what is at hand. So what happens again here? Let's check out verse 16. It came to pass as we went to what? Prayer. Pray without ceasing. The church is praying. I know some people are like, I'll get on the prayer line tonight, Pastor. <laughs> I'm going to get on there tonight, Pastor. Well, man, we're going to be on three years pretty soon. We're going to be on three years pretty soon. I'm telling, you how, I'm telling you how long that we've been praying as a church. And it's not my job. That's not my job to start calling people on the phone. Hey, Jesus wants to know, do you want to pray? That's not my job. That's right. He says, if you can see me and hear me, you'll be converted to hell. That's going to be the process. It's an individual thing. Yes, it is. I got to set my alarm, too. That's right. I'm working every day, too. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm working some hours. Try, I got to mow the lawn, too. That's right. I'm, I'm tired. I have to set the alarm because the commandment that he gives each and every one of us individually is so important. It's an individual thing that causes you and I to go into a corporate thing. Yes. But he's not going to bring us into a corporate thing. He's not going to bring us into the battle and we ain't ready because every time the battle is going to happen and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Jesus went up on a mountain, Satan said, yo, man, you see all these kingdoms? Man, I could break you off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. And how many took a piece of that Kit Kat bar? How many took the dope? How many took the money? That's the first thing that happens when you get in government. People start off with a great idea. Yeah, we're going to send Layla to Washington. When Layla gets there and he takes Layla up into a high rise and says, Layla, man, I'm so glad you're here, man. They said the best. Layla, look at, look at Washington, D.C. and how it's laid out. You know, the, even, even politicians get that bag, Layla. What you talking about? It ain't, just, it ain't just Michael Jordan that got the bag. Everybody can get a piece of this Kit Kat bar. And I tell you all the time, if nobody's coming through that door, 
to drag our butts up out of here, then you and I are not affecting the kingdom of hell. It says the gates of hell will not prevail against us, but Satan's laughing and saying, well, the gates of heaven ain't, ain't prevailing against us. Because obviously he picked the wrong folks. He picked John Marks. <laughs> we ran John Mark back home. And Paul, we're going to run you back home too. But they just forgot because Paul, there's nothing about Paul. Some little dude, they weren't afraid of Paul. They ain't thinking about Paul. They ain't thinking about us. They give two cents about us. They don't care how much word we have in us. Means nothing. Ain't no spirit running from us. The only thing they run from is Matthew 28. When Jesus steps up and says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now, Mark, you just go. Well, look, man, I heard they kill folk. Mark, go. Well, Jesus, let me let me talk to you like Moses did. <laughs> you know, my, I ain't really been studying like that. Mark, just get up and go. And all of a sudden in prayer, praying all the time, calling upon the name of the Lord. It said, you know, have you read somewhere where it says the name of the Lord is what? A strong tower and the righteous run it and they are safe. Have you ever heard? Have you read that? Yes. Have you ever read where whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord? What? Shall be saved. Have you ever read where it says after Enos men begin to what? Call upon the name of the Lord. Have you read those different things? So Paul is calling upon the name of the Lord. And he gets tired of hearing this young lady's mouth. That's what's going to happen to you. You're just going to get tired of something. Everybody's going to say, okay, now, Zoe, don't say it. But you're always the one that got to say it. Is anybody else hearing this young lady? And everybody else just walking, like acting like they don't hear her. These are the ones that know the way to salvation. <laughs> That's all she's saying. And Paul just got to a place within his spirit where he called that thing out. And what's going to happen right here? is we're going to get tired of the nonsense that's going on in this community. Yeah. We're going to get tired of the drug selling. We're going to get tired of the prostitution. We're going to get tired of the pedophiles. We're going to get tired of the murder. We're going to get tired of the stealing. We're going to get tired of the adultery. We're going to get tired of it. Yes. Because there's a lot of money. Listen, what the scripture says, the wealth of the wicked. The, we're looking at it in real time. Do you hear me? We're looking at it in real time. This is real time. The wealth of the wicked. What motivated us when we were in Egypt? We wanted to be like Pharaoh with the dookie dope ropes on and everything like that. All the women, all the men, and the men wanted the men, and the women wanted the women. You know how they roll out there. We was out there. And you can't tell me you didn't want the pride of life. You couldn't tell me that you didn't want the glory. You can't tell me that you didn't want one of your statues with your face on it. It's real talk. But when he called that thing out, when he hit that thing with that blow, when Jesus showed up, remember principalities are trying to fight right. against the most high yes. and there's nothing they can do. Against you and I, they don't fear us. You know what they fear? When they hear his name and they see that the angels show up. That's what we read about back. Remember, he's the Lord our God. He changes not. More died from the angels than they did from the swords of Israel. Right. It's when these angels show I still need to know why are they showing up on fiery chariots and horses? 
it's almost like they out there playing, you know? They roll up the same way that we roll. They're rolling up on us. <laughs> Chirped out. What's up, Mark? Why are you in a lowrider? Man, I just figured I'd show up like everybody else. I got me a flaming Uzi. You know, I'm going to spray the block up with a Mark. And I'm like, well, go do what you do, bro. I don't know why you're dressed like that. Why are the angels dressed like that? Why are they rolling like that? They don't need to. They didn't show up like that when they came for David. That joker stepped one foot this way and one foot that way. Huge. Ready for war against us because we lose faith. So what happens when we start to come against Satan? Man, let's see here. Let's go over to um, verse 21. I'm going to try to speed it up real quick so we can get out of here because the eagles are flying. (laughs) But they lie on these brothers. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. Tells you what they were teaching and preaching out there. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, what happened again? Paul and Silas did what? They got on the prayer line. What a wonderful opportunity to be walking in the steps of of the Mashiach. It says in Genesis 4 and 26, that's when men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. It's invitation only. You don't have to reply that you're going. But when you begin to show up, things start to happen. Jacob, when he took off, what is the first thing that the father showed him? The ladder. He said, it's a ladder, Ron. And it's straight to the throne. Nobody ever told me that before. And the father's like, this, the faith that what saved you, this prayer is going to save you, and this prayer is going to keep you. But you still, listen, everybody got to see Jesus for themselves. Amen. And you are not above the master. He got beat, you going to get beat. That's right. And when the beating starts, after you kind of get it, you know, <laughs> Stop crying a little bit, you know, kind of put the arm back in socket. You'll say to yourself, what a wonderful opportunity. I thought this was a joke. All I did was call, you know, cast the demon out. But that demon was, man, that was the Pennsylvania lottery. That was the Texas lottery demon you cast out. Messed up all the money they were making. They came right straight to Mount Pleasant, dragged us out the house, started beating us over the head like Rodney King part eight. Do us in prison. And everybody's like, they're the ones that sabotage the lottery? Yeah. They just make up a story. How many people are playing the lottery? How many? We were just looking at the NFL. You get on the NFL roof, just turn the channel on before we leave and see what games are playing. And they're on there talking about how much money is being bet on the game. Go ahead and mess that up and see if somebody don't show up at the door. And they're going to kick in the door waving the 4-4. And all I heard was lottery don't hit me no more. 
All right. But everything is the plan. Mm -hmm. You know that? When he raised that leg up and set AJ in motion, AJ's running with fear in his eyes, running scared, because the play call is Tyreek over the middle. And lurking out there over the middle is a strong safety that hit many believers. Oh, yes, he did. At the time that they were living, a lot of them never got back up. This ain't no blow to the chest and they revive you. Next thing you know, the next year you're playing football again. Some of them were served to lions. When you get your number called and you realize that you are truly in this game of salvation. You realize that you might not come back to the huddle. Just read the book. Israel, you always killeth the prophets. Man, now they got the Gentiles rolling with them now. The Gentiles came in and said, what? They messed up our lottery. They cast them into prison, but Paul and Silas are back on their prayer game, hurt. They were beat, not like with a a belt. They're not put in time. They were beat. But Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. There's another Passover right there. Boom, there it is. Everybody in jail. It didn't matter if you murdered somebody, stole something. It don't matter what you did. Think of all the convictions they could get you for. And you know what? Everybody's door was open, chains loosed. I know the people in there were like, what manner of God is this? That even the cuffs come off at the name. At the name. They just singing old hymns. Ron was singing the last time he was here. I was like, Ron, I didn't know you could say, man, Mark, I get down. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Chains just coming off. Everybody's like, are you serious? People in here are in shock. This is a jail. Have you ever been locked up before? Like Akon? All right. Get locked up. You hear that door slam and they don't take the cuffs off. You just in there. Like, man, I shouldn't have been drinking tonight. But everybody was set free. Paul and Silas is praying. They are singing. And the whole jail is like, these fools over here. Boom. Everybody's free. Don't harm yourself, my brother. Because, you know, that's, that was his livelihood right there on the line. Right. Everybody free. You the one watching the sale. Everybody free. Instant death. Don't harm yourself, my brother. He's seeking to save everybody who's lost. Yes. And even though this man that's running the jail got money. He's lost. I was listening to Deion Sanders talk about his, his career and how lost he was. It didn't matter how many women he had in the bed, didn't have how much money he had in the bank. He's sitting in the dugout making millions of dollars, popping pills, just taking pill after pill, wanting to die. You're like your prime time. Uh, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter how much Satan gives you. You'll never have that peace. And the people that the woman didn't have the peace that they were using. This jailer that was keeping people didn't have no peace. Don't do yourself no harm. And the third thing was, man, Acts 16, 31. I love that. I love this one right here. Because when you give your life up and you start to live for the most high, 
He says, if you lose your life, you'll gain your life. That means that everything that you want to see happen, because if you truly have love in your heart for your family, your neighbors, the people in your community, when you give your life up and allow him to take control of your life, you're not going to get any glory. Don't think that this is going to be a Hollywood movie or anything like that. When you're walking around with one ear that got cut off. <laughs> Nobody out here like clapping when you come by. That's a Denzel performance. No, it ain't. Ain't no Denzel performance. They said, that boy's a fool. <laughs> she a fool. <laughs> ain't no way my ear cut off. I'm running right here singing old hymns and talking about Jesus to people. You know? Because of the damage that the enemy has done to you. The damage... The, the face of Jesus, so disfigured. You think your face is going to, what do you think? You're going to heal and it's going to go back? You lost an eye for that. But to reach the man that ran the jail, it cost you and I something the same way that it cost Jesus to reach the whole world. Yeah. It cost us something. It cost us something. That's why he said, you better count the cost. What do you like the most? Well, my teeth have been perfect. Well, you might as well let them go. <laughs> you know, I, I like the way that I'm healthy. Well, you might let that go. Because you better count the cost when you join this army and when you come out. But I love Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And your house. You know that? They went to the jailer's house and started to talk to them about Jesus. He went home and you could imagine what he was saying. It's kind of like Cornelius. Man, I saw an angel. Yo, y'all, I know y'all think I'm crazy, but this dude was in my, he just, just, just glowing. And I just want to invite all of y'all. I got my man showing up here at six o'clock. He's in an Uber. Y'all got to come over, man, for this one. And they were like, man, Cornelius really doesn't smoke like that. We better come over here and see what's going on. Now, if it was Billy, you know, I wouldn't know. I'm like, Billy, I'll be there. I ain't going to Billy. I'm Billy on that dope. But Cornelius? <laughs> now, Cornelius is a pretty good cat. You know, he'd be praying and out there in the street. I see him in the streets early in the morning at 6 a.m. handing out Philly pretzels. You want one, baby? There you go. Giving people milk and stuff like that. And then he'd go on to work. He do it every day religiously, not for the film nor for the nothing, just who he is. Man is blessed. He got his own house and things like that. Just his love for people. It says your prayers and the way you love people has come up as a memorial to me. And I pray for each and every one of us in here. We got to be on one accord. We may lose people on the way, not because of physical illness. But because that door busts open and folks are being drug out, not because we've done anything wrong, it's because we've done everything right. The vision that the Mashiach has for his church, he was manifested to what? To destroy the works of the enemy. He came to seek and save that which is lost. I know people have been preaching the prosperity gospel. But Paul said, I would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. They told Joshua to be strong and of a good courage, to meditate on those scriptures day and night, and then you'll make your way prosperous. 
you'll be successful. Was he successful with money? No, he was successful at doing what the father had brought him into this world to do. He was faithful to Moses and he was faithful to the father and he finished his course. And you know what? When he thought that he wasn't going to finish it, heaven backed him up. He said, stay where you at, son. And stay where you're at, moon. Because I got a job to do. And, 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 and I'm telling you, he changes not. And we could be out there preaching on the corner and people are pulling over and getting out their cars and we got a, a little trough with some water and we're baptizing and doing our thing and it seems like the sun's going down. Until one of us says, oh, no, you don't. We take it the whole city. You better stay where you're at. And you better stay where you're at. And people are just coming. And we are still preaching. And we are still singing. And we're still giving out Philly pretzels. <laughs> like he said, you feed them. And we're feeding people by faith. Still swiping our card. Even though we're like, I don't even know if I have enough pay rent. Just swiping this card. Is this card going to end? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just keep swiping it. That's what the woman was. Do we got any more pots left? You got every pot in the neighborhood. Oh, he said, now go sell it. And look at your reward. There's always a reward. The wealth of the wicked is laid up and stored up for the righteous. It ain't an easy road when you want to go ye there for. When the Holy Spirit puts that go ye there for in you, don't look at the money. You better look at how they killed these brothers. Look at how they killed these sisters and see if you want to count that cost. See if that's what this, if you really about that life. Because he came to give his life for each and every one of us that we might have life. And Stephen preached the gospel and gave up his life. The vision for this church has not changed. So don't look for me to give you a vision when the vision is already there. That's it. Brother Big Chris last week said, what is your vision? I said, I never wrote it down, but I can preach. I'll preach that vision all day long and the father should get the glory that men should see our good works and glorify the father in heaven. We get no glory from this. We'll look like fools for the gospel. We lose our houses. We lose our land. They take everything from us that they believe means something. But they can't take our life. They can't take our soul. He said, don't rejoice because your names are written or because the demons are subject to you. He said, rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's it. And we really don't know how important that is until we're standing there And he says, you know what? Here's a line. Whoever's on my side, (laughs) you better get on this side of the line. Remember how they did in the wilderness? Moses said, whoever is a line here, you better get on over here. But if you stay on the other side, you're going to be swallowed up. And we're going to get the glory and there's going to be hell is going to be there. And and the false prophet and Satan, they going in. They going in first. And then when he turns around and starts looking at you and I, you'll know what life means then. You'll know how precious life is. Some will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, but the tears that are falling down our face are not for us. 
They are for our family of friends that rejected the gospel. They called us fools. They looked at us like we was crazy. We ain't crazy now. That's what faith has nothing to do with. It's, it's not about all that talk. Faith, when he calls your number to go across the middle, Man, remember the Giants guy went across the middle, they hit him, the ball was holding on his helmet, and he was falling down, and he kept it on there. And the ref was like, catch! And everybody went crazy. Odell Beckham reaching way back. You know that? Michael Jordan hitting last second shots. It's just like that in here, too. But going across that middle ain't no joke. Can I just lease? Just let, send me on a long one. No, you're going across the middle. Into the heart. Into the heart of it all. All right? So meditate on that. That's what we're here. That's what we're playing for. We got saved with one hope of our calling. That somebody else would get saved. That it, we would get saved in our at least our house. At least the house. Can we at least? At least the jailer said, I got saved in my house. At least the house. So the vision, y'all. You know that? The vision. Go ye there for it. Anybody else got anything on their heart this morning? Eagles are flying high. I can't be in here all day. I got to be home. I got to be consistent. It's real, baby. It's real. You know, Ron wanted to come on, on when the commanders played the Eagles. That's why he showed up. He, he flew in like, you know, them Eagles. He going to talk noise tonight. What's up, player? You know? The gospel go out the window. We go back, act like we in D.C. again, back in Philly. <laughs> but I love him. It's a blessing him being here. Nobody else? Everybody good? Yeah. Amen. Come on, let's pray.